Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey, everybody. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share with you a company and a product that I am super excited about that I have personally used and had incredible results from. And I think you will too. The company is called HVMN and the product is called Ketone IQ. You can find them at hvmn.com. Like I said, it's called Ketone IQ. They have a few products, but this is the one I'm going to speak to right now. I have been fascinated with the ketogenic diet over the years and figuring out is keto right for me or is burning carbs right for me? And for those of you that don't know the difference, we're either burning sugars, which is carbs, or burning fat, which is ketones. In order to get into ketosis, it's usually a difficult process. I want to keep this as simplified as I can for you guys. A lot of people try the, keto, the ketogenic diet, but they're not able to withstand the discomfort that it takes to get into it. Sometimes you have to fast for a couple of days, eat a lot of fat, and so on. But now... This product allows you to have drinkable ketone shots that gets you there right away, fast, without having to do like a crazy long fast. I know it sounds a little bit crazy. And believe me, I've tried so many different supplements out there from MCT oils to exogenous ketones to ketone esters, all of it. This product is the best. And here's why. I, dur during my 75 hard journey, I really wanted to try out the different diets. I personally love eating meat, fruit, eggs. That's like my, probably my, my favorite diet for sustainability while I travel. But when it comes to cognitive function and body composition goals, weight loss, if I want to lose body fat and I really want to be dialed in, there's no better diet for me. Or there's no better lifestyle than being on the ketogenic diet. Now, this is sometimes challenging to sustain because there's so much junk out there that, um, especially in these bars that we eat, you go to Whole Foods, a lot of it's junk. A lot of this oils that are in it, it's junk. It's hard to stay in that zone. But with these guys, they have these, these bottles where you can pour little shots of these ketones when you're... Um, either before a workout or during a workout, it'll give you that boost and it'll take away that hunger instantly. And I tried this. I went on a, in a fasted state. I was boxing. I was doing two workouts a day with 75 hard. And I would use this product and I would literally be in a fasted state the entire day doing two workouts. Now, I don't recommend doing this for the average person, but if you're an athlete and you want to achieve high performance, I encourage you to, to push your body to the limits. And that's what I did. So I would work out and then I go boxing and I, and I'd be scared because, oh man, I didn't, I, I'm super low on my carb storage right now. I, I, I haven't had any carbs and I've been training a lot. So I would, I would be afraid to go do a high intense workout like boxing. But then I had a shot or two, two doses of this. And I immediately was like, wow. Okay. And it was just enough to get me through the workout. And I'm talking high intensity as well. Normally, when I'm in the ketosis state, I run out of energy. So I almost need a little bit of carbs if I'm training hard. 
this product really helped me a lot. And not only was it, did it help me with my fitness goals? I leaned out a lot, but it helped me with my cognitive function. Now I love eating carbs. I love training and eating carbs as well. But like I said earlier, sometimes it takes away my mental focus. So this, like say I wanted to do a podcast, I would have this with some tea or a coffee and I was just dialed in. Okay. So if you guys are curious about the ketogenic diet um, and, or you, and you're, you're curious about how to get into that um, state of burning ketones versus carbs, this is the product to check out. I highly recommend it because there's a lot of things out there I've tried. A lot of them are junk. Some of them are good. There's no caffeine in this or anything like that. And it really just gets to the source and helps you achieve that. So when I use these, I was like, wow, these, these things are amazing. Like, I don't say that lightly because I've literally treated myself like a human guinea pig and tried it all. And sometimes I'm like, man, this stuff doesn't work. And, but this stuff, I really noticed it. The problem is I went through it so fast. It, <laughs> it, it went quick. And because it's so high quality, it's not the most, it's not the cheapest product, but you're paying for quality. And I want to offer this to you guys for 10% off at checkout. And I really want to hear how you feel about this, because if you're anything like me, you really want to achieve optimization. And as we talk about, you know, what it takes to overcome adversity, you got to be operating. Your vessel needs to be operating at peak performance because life can get challenging sometimes, our mindset, all of it. And if we can have things that can help us stay focused, stay high energy, it's going to help us move through the adversity. And so I, I only like to promote products that I feel really help me and that I think would help you. So go grab some Ketone IQ. These guys are awesome. Go HVM, HVMN.com, Ketone IQ, enter the code Lance at checkout for 10% off. That's L-A-N-C-E for a 10% discount at checkout. Go to HVMN.com, Ketone IQ, enter the promo code Lance at checkout for 10% off. I promise you, you won't be disappointed and I freaking love these products. Here we go. Gigi, welcome University of University. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to meet you because after learning about your story, it's very inspiring to hear when people are able to make it and be able to figure out a way to go from pretty much nothing to be able to, right. to move through all of the craziness that entrepreneur the entrepreneurial journey has. And I know there's so many people out there right now, listeners who are, are trying to figure out how to become successful, what it is, like, what are the things and, you know, and, and how to build that resilience to, to make it through those challenging times. So I'm really excited to dive into this and, you know, to kind of kick it off, just to sort of go into the, the depth of your story. I would love if we could kind of start where, you know, start where you were young, like how did you develop that entrepreneurial spirit? Walk us through that. Was that something that you were born with or did you, did you witness that from your parents and you learned it? Walk us through that yeah. a little bit. That both, both. So my dad was a serial entrepreneur 
And we had a belly pig business. We had hair salon. We had video arcades, restaurants, a farm. He was an LA County fireman. So, so he, I, I was shown as an early child how to fight fear and do it anyways. So, and then I think God gives us special gifts. And two of my gifts are faith and tenacity. So I think that's just a God-given thing. And so with that as my power and then seeing it done and watching my dad fail at lots of things, but get back up and be okay because he knew he was just stepping into and falling forward. Mm. So if that, so I had both. Yeah. So how, that, I love that. So what do you, so when you're talking about faith and tenacity, like what, talk right. us, talk us about that a little bit and how that's been like some examples for you, like how you've well, done that. Some people, they see fear as the biggest obstacle and they can never go around this blob of fear. Let's just say, and it just sticks them right to where they are and they will never accomplish the things that there's really in their heart to do because they see fear as this debilitating obstacle. But when you have faith and when you know that God is on your side, and even if you do fail, you're still going to be okay. And you're just, even if you're failing, you're learning, you're learning. And people, I've learned how to see fear as this obstacle that I either have to blow through, climb over, go around. It's, it's not going to stop me. And in our fearful world that we live in now with everything that's happened in the last yeah. two and a half years, people are scared to death of fear. And when I go and I speak across the country to colleges or businesses, I talk about being fearless in a fearful world because everyone's so afraid. But that's not the nature that was put into us. That's the negativity that we allow to debilitate us. Why do you think people are so scared of things. Like, why do you think people have this fear about everything? Like, what do you think is the reason for it? I think number one, they don't love themselves hmm. and they don't, they're not clinging to what God says about them. And I know this isn't a preachy podcast, but That's all right. I have to be real with what, how I believe and what, what makes me tick. So if they don't have the fundamentals of loving themselves, and not being able to look outside of, okay, what if I fall? What if I fail? People are going to judge me. People are going to, I'm going to be embarrassed. You have to fight the fear of what people think about you. Because if you worried about what everyone thought about you, you'd stay in your house, you know, hiding behind your potted plant, you know, in a fetal position, right? So you have to believe in yourself enough to know that even if you do fail, at least you tried. And I have always been the person that wants to live for the why not. I cannot and never will live with the regret of what if. I, I won't do it. And that's more of, I'm more afraid of what ifs than I am of why nots. And most people are opposite. They just, oh, I don't want to take the risk. Oh, what, am I, what if I lose everything? Well, what if you do? I've lost everything a few times and I've survived because. I love myself and I believe what God has put into me that I'm going to have a purpose on earth and I'm just going to keep moving forward. Mm. If you don't have those two things, 
it's really hard to fight fear. Yeah, well said. So in in 2008, it was a very challenging year in the world. Now, looking at your story, you were down to like 33 bucks in 2008. Now, was that during, was that before the recession? Or that was probably right during the recession, right? Right. You you had to take a big risk to do, to get into the cupcake business, right? So talk us about that and put yourself, if you can take us back to 2008 and the feelings that you had and like, you know, you know, what your, your, your options were like, put us into that, that state of Gigi in 2008. I I had no options. I had cleaned houses my whole life. And I also was a country music singer, songwriter that failed and my mind failed. And here I was taking another chance at the worst economic time of our life other than this year. Right. Yeah. And what's what's going to happen. But uh, that's a whole other podcast. But the fear of that was everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone. My cleaning client, they're like, oh my, don't do this. You're crazy. The banks thought I was crazy. They laughed in my face when I told, asked them for you know, a loan. They all, four of them laughed in my face. So I took out $100,000 cash advances on my credit cards oh. and I went for it. Now, 2008, a house cleaner, a female, in my early 30s, I mean, just think about all of the things, all by myself, having $100,000 paying interest on my credit cards. So the fear of that was absolutely, I could not sleep at night. And then everyone around me, all of these wise people that I cleaned for, business people, analysts, lawyers, you know, dentists, country music superstars, all of these people were going, oh my gosh, you're crazy. What are you doing? But sometimes you have to just follow what's in your heart, even what people are saying around you. You can't listen to what people are saying around you. Your dream is your dream. Your life and your creativity and what you're supposed to do is yours. Now, if you don't fulfill it, that's your, that's on you. So I was like, I've got to fulfill this. I I just, I'm just being walked through this. So I was terrified the morning I opened my doors to that February 21st. 2008, I had $33 left in my name, scared to death, really didn't know what I was doing. I hadn't, I'd been in business, but I hadn't been in a bakery business. And I opened my doors and put my little cupcake apron on that my mom made me. And people are like, well, you have to have a marketing plan. You have to have, I'm like, I have 33 bucks. So here we go. So (laughs) it was just an amazing rush. Like, and I thought about it. Well, if I lose everything and if I fall completely on my face, then I'll spend my life paying back the $100,000. But if I don't do it, what's going to happen? Right. I can't live with it. Yeah, it's a major risk you took. Yes. And my, my question for you is, what did, your, what did your mornings look like? Because I want to give people a bit of a perspective as to like what the work ethic takes at that level. Because you basically had your back up against the wall. You had no money. You have all this debt plus interest. And you, right. had, to, you had to be successful. So what time did you get up? How many hours did you work? Walk us through a little bit of like your day, your routine. Like how did that look? Well, work ethic is something that can never be taken away from you. People can take away a lot of stuff, but they can't take away your work ethic, your faith, or your fight and your will to live. 
period. That's yours. So my work ethic is a little different than the average human being. I would get up about five in the morning. Now, I didn't have a child at that time. And I would get up at five in the morning. I'd open the store, start baking. And then I still had the cleaning business. So then I'd go and check on the people that were cleaning for me and then help them work, get the bills paid on that. Then I would come back and, and close the store at night and clean the store, bake, do everything I needed to do. And I remember looking in the mirror or the window on, on West End, you know, where I was on 19th and Broadway. And I'd see all these people going out to have fun and going out to party. And, and I'd think, wow, you know what? That's not me, but that's okay. I, I'm, I'm in this season right now. So I would just say, you know what, it's a season and it's a hardworking season. And it seems like those seasons have never really, (laughs) they just continue, but I love work. Mm -hmm. So I love to be busy. I love to create. So a lot of times, you know, you hear on the entrepreneurs, a lot of people quit when things get challenging. Now, when, when you were in those moments where things were hard and it was like an uphill battle and fear would come in. What were things that you did to move through that versus quit? Because sometimes people, they'll, they, they think that things are hard. And I think we've all gone through it. And when we feel that it's like, well, maybe it's not working out. Let's just quit. Like, what did you do to, to move through that? What was your process? Well, I had to have a balance in my life. I had to eat healthy. I had to drink lots of water. I had to read my Bible. I had been inundated with information. By the t- from the time I opened my doors, my, the cupcakes became like a snowball effect, something I had never experienced in my entire life. You know, all of a sudden I was in this winter circle, right? And I was inundated with, with hate and adoration. And I mean, just people were just really? clamoring. Oh my, it was, it was the craziest thing. And if you could think about me going from, and I mean, I had a little bit of not any hardly same at all with country music because I was always just, you know, the underdog with it. But then here comes the underdog, right? Here comes someone that cleaned toilets, was a has-been in country music. People thought I would never make anything about to myself, but here we are. So the underdog always wins because they have the, the grit to keep going, right? So I would read my Bible. I would listen to what God said about me, because if I listened to all of this stuff that was inundating my life, I mean, it just, I couldn't handle it. So I, I had to keep a balance with working out, drinking water, eating right, and reading my Bible just to stay in this balance of life. It was very interesting. Everyone wanted an interview. Everyone wanted, you know, it just, it, it was the most bizarre thing. And I, I, I relate it to like if someone is in, a, in the NFL, right? And they work hard all their life to be at this football player or the basketball player. And then all of a sudden they make it, right? And everyone wants a piece of them. That's kind of what happened in a smaller scale, but in an interesting scale. What did that feel like when you made it? Because a lot of people say, the come up is the exciting part. And once you make it, you've got like all this success. It's like, oh, this is it. Like, what, what was that right. like for you? Like, because so many people talk about that. Well, it was, I've always loved words of affirmation. I guess that's one of my love languages. Mm. And I want people to be proud of me. 
So I've always wanted to live a life and I have failed miserably in lots of areas, but I've always wanted to be a good steward. Even when I was cleaning toilets or if I was doing anything, I wanted people to know that I was there being a good steward in their home or baking for them. So for me, people being proud of me, and I can't tell you how many people from my past say, said, I'm proud of you. Wow, you did it. I'm so proud of you. I never thought that this would work, but it did. And I'm so proud of you. So that was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The people that were proud of me from where I came from. What would you, if you, so speaking to the entrepreneurs directly right now, what are, if you could give three pieces of advice that you see entrepreneurs maybe doing it wrong or that you could offer to them, what would those three pieces of advice be for success? That's great. That's a great question. Number one, passion is the key. You have to be passionate about what you're trying to grow, sell, or create. If you're not passionate about it, it won't go because people sense that. And what I loved about my cupcakes is that I was passionate. Everyone had their name. Everyone had a special ingredient. Everyone, I, you have to have passion for what you do. If you don't, and it's just money, okay. Well, there's a lot of hedge fund people out there and I don't doubt it. There's lots of money everywhere, but it's the passion you put into something. It's the work ethic you put into something. It's also when you have this passion and you have this amazing product, it's the people you let handle your product, right? That's going to make you or break you before. And what I could say, number one, get a great lawyer. If you don't have the right lawyer, what the biggest mistake I made was I took a guy who specialized in land and documents and not franchising. I, whoa. So I'm like, oh, he'll be fine. He's a lawyer. What's the difference? There's a huge difference. So I would say get a great lawyer that specializes in your field and what you're doing, number one. Well, number one was passion. Number two is that. Number three, be bendable. Like listen to advice, listen to what people say and, and take advice from them because that great ideas come from that. But, but don't sway so much to where you get completely off brand to what made you who you are in the beginning. That's probably the biggest, one of the biggest ones as well. People get swayed. People aren't, people aren't built on a solid rock. They sway with the wind. If the wind blows them off the sand, they're just done. So you have to have a solid, firm foundation in what you believe in, what you've created, and that you're going to take this to market. Yes, I will take wise counsel, but I'm going to be true to who I am and what made me me. So don't let people steal that from you. Do you find with social media that it's that's more of an issue now because a lot of people are comparing to others' stories and other people? So it kind of gets gives them that clouded feeling that maybe what they're doing isn't right. So they just they don't trust themselves. Do you see that as an issue these days? I, I falling see off that. track with other people. I, I do. I see that. I try not to be let social media be my guide. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the Bible, <laughs> but, but social media is great, but mm -hmm. it does, if you stand out, if you believe in a different way, now you're criticized. Now you're, now you're, you know, your freedom of speech is gone. Now your creativity, because they want to, I think of it like this. 
most people in the world are like crabs boiling in a pot, right? And, and there's one crab that's like, heck, I'm getting out of here. And they, he tries to climb out of the pot, but all the boiling 95% of the people are pulling him back in. So it's not the crab that couldn't climb out of the pot. It was mainly the people pulling him back because they want him to be right where they are. And the people that have the, the brilliance and the wherewithal and the belief in themselves and the belief in God say, no, I'm not going to be that crab in that boiling pot. I'm climbing out. I'm going to make a difference no matter what it is. And being brave costs a lot. There's a huge cost to being brave and making a difference. But I think it's worth it. Why do you think our societies like that? I mean, that even starts at a young age. Kids are so creative. They think they're thinking for themselves. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like programming to like, don't think that. Do do this to make money or be part of this. Go here. Why do you think that is? I mean, why why don't we encourage people to follow their passions more? Why is this such a such an issue? Well, that's a huge theological discussion just on ver- good versus evil. So we won't get in, into that. Basically, people are insecure. Period. The basics of everything in life why wars start, while hate starts, why everything, people are insecure and they don't love themselves. That is the basic. If you don't love yourself, if you're not grounded in something higher than you, if you don't base yourself on love and being good to people, you are going to be one of those crabs in the pot boiling. And that's our society. Here's our society right here. Just society throwing up all over each other. And someone that tries to climb up, they, society doesn't want them up there because that's going to make them not feel good. Mm. They want them down here. So that's the basics of it. Good versus evil. Here's the people that are insecure. It's all about insecurity. If you don't love yourself, you cannot love others. And hurting people hurt people, period. Period. And we say, oh, we're the country of tolerance. We're the country. We're not anymore because we're not based on love anymore. We're not based on freedom anymore. And that's what we're missing. How does somebody start to love themselves more? Read their Bible <laughs> and ask what God says about you. Really, I had to do that. I've read my Bible my whole life. I'm not trying to preach. This is not a preaching session. I had been in the church my whole life. I'd read my Bible. But when I started Gigi's Cupcakes, there was so much. I could not differentiate between good what, what am I supposed to do? The only thing that kept me absolutely sane is listening to what God says about me, not what the world says about me. I got hate mail. I got death threats over pies and cupcakes. Really? A wow. Pie and cupcake? You're going to call me this? I mean, you would not believe the hate because when you rise, people don't like it. Well, how did you deal with that hate? Because there's a lot of that nowadays being thrown out right. to people. Like, how do you right. deal with that? How do you compartmentalize? Like, how do you how do you move through that stuff? Because it's a real thing happening a lot. It's a huge thing. And people intimidate, right? It's the devil that wants to intimidate us to not be our true selves and not really be the shining light that we need to be. Once again, it's right here, the crab pot. Right. Well, all like, I, it hurt my feelings so bad when people would, Call me. I, you, I, you can't believe. I sent out an email one day for over a pie when I had my pie shop, right? 
just hi to a middle-aged lady and I'm middle-aged. So not, you know, I didn't know why she's on my mailing list. She wrote me back through her email, the most hateful cussing. It hurt my feelings so bad. I'm like, wow, I'm going to be called this, like the worst you could ever be called. I'm just going to say that over a pie, over a strawberry pretzel cream cheese pie. Hmm. Well, maybe I should run for office. Um, if they're going to hate me this much over a pie email, what the heck? I didn't even know who this person was. Wow. And I just thought from then on, I'm like, you know what? I got to be true to me. I have to be, I have to stand on what God says about me. Ask for forgiveness when I, when I do wrong things and keep moving forward. And you know what? I've learned love covers a multitude of sins. And I've got lots of sins to cover. So I try to love as much as I can and do as much as I can to cover all the sins. Mm. <laughs> so love covers multitude of sins. Yeah. What? So thinking back to your cupcake shop and, you know, how when you were starting to become successful. Right. What was the, why did you become, why did yours take off? Like, what was the X factor of your franchise your product versus somebody else's like what was that thing that you own that was just so different from everybody else that is a great question and not a lot of people ask that well first of all it was timing it was the right time i mean i was right on the cusp of of the cupcake craze right i was the third we became the third biggest dog on the porch right so i was i said yes right at the right time number one Number two, I had passion in what I believed and what I baked. I took all my family's recipes from 100 years, 200 years back, from my Italian roots to my, my uh, Scottish roots, everything. And I pulled these recipes in and I believed in these recipes because I knew they were good. And I can sell something that I truly believe in. There's nothing I can't sell that I truly believe in. And if you believe in your passion about what you're selling, and, and people will believe you. So I wasn't passive on it. I'm like, these are the best cupcakes you'll ever put in your mouth, period. This will take you back to when you're a kid, you know, getting that ice cream at an ice cream truck. So it was that. And it was also, I had been in so many people's homes who were successful, tons of people, music stars, movie stars, all these people cleaning. Now I'm, I might not have you know, been in their realm at their dinner parties, but I was host, I was helping clean the dinner parties or I was helping. And I was listening to all these people that had a huge success. And I was in their homes and seeing their style, seeing what their shtick was, what their thing was. Right. And I was watching all the designs, all the, pe all the thing that rich people liked. I mean, I know what rich people like. I cleaned it. You know, I'm cleaning a gold toilet for Roy Orbertson's daughter. I'm in there cleaning her gold toilet. Okay, who has gold toilets? I can say I've honestly cleaned a gold toilet from Roy Orbison's daughter. So it's, I mean, when you're in that situation, you learn so much and you pick up so much from just subliminally. Would you say consistency has a big factor as well? I, Huge. because I, when I worked in the bar industry for years and I ran bars and cocktail mm -hmm. bars and, mm -hmm. you know, in restaurants, and I was always like, well, what is it that makes these successful? And right. there's nothing worse 
then when you go to a bar, you have a cocktail or you go to a restaurant and you just have the best meal and then you go back and it's different. Somebody didn't make it right. The garnish is wrong. The, like, and then you're like, you may not say anything, but you won't go back. Right. I and I was, I was like, I used to say to my bartenders, I used to say, it has to be the same. You cannot cut corners because people remember yeah. and people, people want that feeling of like, it's a trust thing, right? They want it right, the consistency right, right. over and over again. Now, would you say right. that you took a lot of pride in that as well? Oh, I did. Man, I was a stickler. I'm like, nope, that's not right. No, yeah. no. And, and people are like, well, because also I'm a female. They're like, oh, she's being a, you know what? Well, no, I'm being a visionary. I don't care if I'm a female or a male. I'm setting a track. I'm, I'm, the, I'm this pilgrim on this journey. I'm the first person that's going to do this. We are the largest cupcake franchise company in the world. We did that. That was, we, we pioneered the cupcake franchise, period. No one can take that away from me. Now it came with a big cost, but it's that consistency. It's what we, it, when we go to Chick-fil-A, we want the same chicken nuggets. We want the, we want the sweet tea that tastes the same. It's, you're right. It's consistent, consistent, consistent. And that, that starts with passion. And I was just in Nashville because I moved to Florida, but Nashville is my hometown. I was just in Nashville three days ago. And I love this restaurant, exactly what you're saying. I love, I brag, oh, we got to go. I went twice. The first time I was like, hmm. The second time I was like, hmm. And I'm like, will I go back there? I was so passionate about this restaurant. But they were consistently inconsistent the two times that I brought people. Oh, you got to go to this place. Oh, my gosh, it's my favorite. And then I'm like, "Eh, will I say that to anybody? Will I talk to the manager? Probably not. But will I go back? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just for saying. It's it's so so true. And that adds up. Like how many people have that same experience? And then you see people go out of business and you go, well, I'm not surprised. Each person right. matters because each person tells somebody, and right? Each, you know, and and that is especially nowadays. Like you have to be, you have to keep that consistency, or people will right. just say, "Forget it." You know, they'll just right. order in, or they just don't. They don't want to spend the money because right. times are tough. And if you aren't nailing right. it, if you aren't giving people the <laughs> same experience, like good luck. Good good luck with that. Yeah. And when I went on Undercover Boss. I found out because we grew so fast right. that we were consistently inconsistent. So when we when I got off the road, I'm like, okay, we got to get our pink boots on the ground, y'all. This is we are de- doomed if we don't get this right. So we even have experienced consistent inconsistency. And uh, after I after I sold the company, yeah, there's books written on when the founder leaves. Oh, I've heard that. Books, I've, that, that, that books. How does that oh. feel? Like when you, we know that like the, the standards have dropped, like what does that oh, like man. feel like? It hurts my heart and I took it so personally and I'm, and I, cause it's my namesake, my name's right. still on the building and my passion and my dreams. And it was best for me to, to sell at that time because I had a daughter. I wanted to get her off the road. She'd been on 120 plane flights at that time. She was five. So if you can imagine, I took her with me everywhere. I sold for different reasons than most people think I sold. So, but when, oh, and then the hell that the company. So it, it's been a very, very hard uh, last five years, I will tell you. 
I saw the same thing, Papa John, his pizza thing. I saw him on Patrick mm-hmm. Bet David's show. Same thing happened. Right. Like the whole right. thing just went. And it's just got to be like when your name's on there and then people are just, it, it's, wow. I mean, I, I can't imagine because they don't take right. it as seriously as you do. And it's like right. a, almost like a personal, you know. Well, when, they, when the trust is not, is kind of broken, right? So right. when the founder leaves and sells, inside sublimely, people are like, oh, she's what made it special or he's what made it. It, it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. and sometimes they make it better. I'm not saying that they don't, it's not better sometimes, but when the founder leaves, it, it changes things for sure. Was that a cool experience, Undercover Boss? It was amazing. Yeah, I like that show. It, oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was the hardest, the third one of, at that time, the third hardest thing I'd ever done. Birth a company, really? birth a child, Undercover Boss. Write a book, sell a company, that, and then go through COVID. But those, those are the five things. It was so difficult because I was like a fly on the wall being me but they did not know it was me because they would have never said the things they said. So it's all real. All that stuff is real. Like, Oh my, it was so real because they were like, well, don't, don't do that recipe. Do our recipe. Gigi and corporate has no idea what they're doing. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, that's my recipe that I've worked on for 20 hours. What are you talking about? So they'd change the recipes, but, the, but also they'd be like, oh, that's not the Gigi swirl. Nope, you're not doing it right. So there was pride in it as well. So what I learned is we were consistently inconsistent. There was a lot of pride in the company and we had to get back in there and really work on being more consistent. But it was amazing. Being dressed up as someone that was kind of a hippie-ish, passive person, it took me back to when I cleaned houses and how bad some people treated me. It's hilarious. They're like, oh, she's... And one girl said to my face, you're never going to make this. You are horrible. Really? And I'm like, really? Oh, man. She is never going to make this. She sucks. You know, and I'm like, wow. I, now I remember. And I felt that before because I cleaned houses for some horrible people that treated me like dirt. And I, then I've cleaned houses for amazing people that are still lifelong friends. So it, you know, it comes and goes. <laughs> wow. So now talk us about the transition now, what you're working on now. You got a new book, The Secret Ingredients, Gigi's yes. Kitchen. Talk us the transition now. Well, Gigi's Kitchen, I closed last year. Oh, you did? So, yeah, oh yeah. Talk about losing it all. That risk didn't turn out. That didn't pan out me taking all my money and putting it into Gigi's kitchen and then COVID hitting and me closing it and losing all my money and getting my butt kicked. Yeah. Then there's that. Losing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's dunk. That being said, I can honestly say that I did it and I can never regret that I didn't open a pie shop. Now, maybe I did it the wrong timing. COVID was. <laughs> but at least I can say, yes, I got drugged through the mud. Yes, I got my butt kicked. But I will never sit on my front porch at 90 and say, man, I wish I would have done that pie show. I did it. It failed. It failed miserably. But I'm still alive and I'm moving towards other things. That is so <laughs> inspiring, though. Like, 
I mean, that right there is such a powerful message, GGT, to, yeah. for people because, like, we're all gonna go through the highs and the lows. Right. Right. It's it's part of it. You you've right. created massive success, and you'll you know you're gonna create it again. I mean, it's well. Thank you. It, I needed, that's why I moved to Florida. I just needed a little bit of time to heal, pause, regroup, and be able to recreate. And I recreated a speech that I just debuted in Nashville last week. Rise, recover, recreate. Yes. So I'm taking that on the road and I'm so excited. And I want to tell people how to rise, how to recover, how to recreate, and how to be the best you, even in these times. And I start with, what are your three power words? Like, what, what do I identify with? Here's what I identify with as a human being of what I've gone through. My three power words that make me me, I rise, I recover, I recreate. Those make me me. And so I talk to people, students, companies, and I, I ask them, what are your three power words? What is the essence of who you are as a person? And it, I think it's extremely powerful. It was amazing last week of the things that I, and I, we did a breakout session and I said, now tell me your three power words before you answer, you ask a question. And the things that I've heard from people, it was like, wow, there was only two things in the whole 300 people that were the same. Two had loyal. Everything else was so diverse, so different of what people, how they feel about themselves, what makes them unique. It was amazing. So I think it's just going to be a great thing. So mm -hmm. I'm taking that on the road and um, loving being a public speaker. I love being a mom. And I'm also baking in my kitchen for some restaurants here in Florida. And then I want to one day do a cooking show. Amazing. Hold I up want the to be book that again. Person. Yeah. You, I mean, that's awesome. Hold up the book again. Let's see it. Just for, so for the YouTube. Well, The Secret Ingredient. Amazing. Recipes for business, for success in business and in life. And it has a recipe at the end of every chapter. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, it's, it's such an interesting time because I remember like I've talked to so many people who lost everything in 2008 and that right. are just like, you know, bajillionaires now because of, right, you know, right. And, and, and it's going to be interesting just to see. Yeah, these are challenging times, but it's like, right. you, you, you know, what are you going to do? It's an opportunity as well. A lot of right. people are like, right. oh, the world's ending, everything. I, I can't do anything. It's like, well, this is an opportunity for you, right? This is a great chance because people are going to be focusing on the wrong thing. Right. 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 If you have a powerful mindset in these times and you live in abundance as far as in your mind and in your life and you, you cling to joy. I can't state enough that if I didn't cling to joy in the last five years, I'd probably be jumped off a cliff if I didn't cling to joy. So in these times, they look scary. You know, the devil's rearing his ugly head. But if we cling to joy and if we cling to what is good, everything will work out. And more millionaires were made in, in the fall, like in the recession and the in all of the, in the 1920s and more millionaires are made in these hard times because it's the nitty gritty people that get it done and they survive and they thrive. Love it. Where can we find out about you? 
further like where do you like to send people social media to your website where where's the best yes place to i have a website uh, ggbutler.com g-i-g-i butler.com or all my social media handles official gg butler and they most i'm mostly on instagram because it seems like it's more user-friendly for businesses and things so instagram i always i try to answer and and listen and hear what people want to say and have to say. And so Instagram is probably the best way or my website. I followed you on Instagram today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Today? Okay. Just today. Yeah. Okay. I'll I always to... like to, I always like to look at Instagrams before I get on, you know, conversations. Right. That's smart because it's really the essence of what makes you, you, what you post is really yeah. what you're giving out to the world, right? Yeah. Like this is me, everyone. Like we talk about the three words. So I hope in my posts you go, oh, that's what makes her her. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any gray area in my post that you. That's good. If you if you look on my post, you won't see gray. That's good. (laughs) That's good. You stand for what you stand for, and that's very respectful. A lot of people don't stand for anything. Right. You know they're they're kind of, you know, a lot of gray, a lot of wishy washy. Right. A lot of wish. That's right. It doesn't seem like you're that person, though, which is great. No, you know, I, I've just uh, this last two and a half years has been such a learning experience. Just witnessing human behavior, right? Just witnessing, like you said, about fear and just like, mm-hmm. just, just really, it's unbelievable to witness how some people have reacted and some haven't, and. Some people right. that I would have thought would be a certain way, leaders and, and you know, right. it's, it's just been a really interesting learning, learning experience. I mean, that's right. how I could really like. It really has. It's been yeah. an interesting of, of what people's dynamics are and people's, and most people, when you really think about it, want to be taken care of Yeah, and they don't want to be trailblazers and they're sheep. Yeah. The yeah. sheep. Well, you can be a sheep or you can be a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, that's the thing, right? And I think, you know, if you're, if you're, you fear, you know, what's been going on and the virus and all that crap, then I, I think it's going to be a lot harder for you to stand the test of time of the ass kicking you get in entrepreneurship too. Right. Like, like, right. Think, or even in life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are like, I'm afraid. I don't want to do. I'm like, well, are you going to hide behind your potted plant in a fetal position all your life crying? Get, get up, yeah. man up, woman up, be the person that you're intended to be. Yeah. And some it, people can't. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And, and I've done my best to try and be as like, <clears throat> give people as many tools and, you know, and resources to be able to change how they think about these things and to really right. take that power back that they have, you know, to be empowered, right. to not fear things. And especially right. instead of wasting your energy on things you can't control, focus on the stuff you can control on a daily basis, yeah. right? Like you yeah. said, what do you put in your body? What do you drink water? Do you work out? Do you get sunlight? Right. Do you, do you do the things, you know, do you pray? Do you meditate? Whatever it is you do, do you journal? Right. Like, there's so many things that you could do for your mental well-being that right. can kind of fill your tank and right. then everything else sort of just gets easier when you take care of what you can control first. Right. 
right. you know what I what I hate about most of a lot of society is they expect to be taken care of number one, and then they complain about oh my health my I'm I'm this well what do you do on a daily basis you sit on the couch you feed yourself horrible food that's not good for you you watch things and put things in your brain that's horrible for you and then you expect people to take care of you like get off your kids work out drink some water stop eating the barbecue potato chips honey and do something with your life like what is wrong with people and then you want us to take care of you no i don't want to take care of you i have a child to take care of get up lazy butt do something yeah. with your like, take ownership ownership of your life ownership, ownership. of your, yeah Totally. That's right. That's right. And I well, think that's a great way to, to kind of finish off this this conversation because I think ownership in our lives, in our businesses, right. in everything that we do right. comes down to taking complete ownership of the choices right. and, and, and everything. And it gives us our power back, right? It gives us right. the ability to be able to figure out, okay, this didn't work. Great. What can I do better? What, you know? Right. And yeah, so- I, I love your I'm, perspective. Thank you. <laughs> it's a little diehard. But the thing about it is, if we took responsibility and actually didn't play the blame game, well, if it wouldn't have been, or if it, you know what? My bad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to own up to what I've done. I'm going to be responsible for my actions. I'm going to apologize and I'm going to move forward. Quit blaming everybody for your problems. Look within. Say, you know, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm going to move forward and be a more responsible human being. If we did that as human beings and as Americans, oh my goodness. Canadians are too. We... I'm Canadian and it's the same thing Are up you here. Canadian? Yeah, same thing up here. <laughs> are same. you in Canada right yeah, now? Yeah, right now I am. I was actually traveling all over South America for the last year and Mexico. Wow, that's I was amazing. In, I was in Miami for a few months. So yeah, I was in Miami for three months and I was in Mexico for six and I was in Argentina, South America. I was all over. Wow. So I just got back. I'm visiting my mom up north in Edmonton in the, in the snow. Okay. So it's been, it's good. It'll be, I'll be here for Christmas. And so. That's yeah. wonderful. So you, what were you traveling for? Well, I just, I was writing my book, finishing okay. all that. And, uh, and yeah, it was just, I wanted to travel. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And see how, how people live and their different ways they live. It's just amazing. Oh, it's been, it's such a, a beautiful experience of just, it just opens up your eyes and awareness to, yeah. and, and, and it actually gives me a lot more compassion and understanding for people. Right. Cause like, and right. It, it makes me appreciate things we have when I'm away, but then it also makes me appreciate the way people do things in other countries. So it, right. it's also really helped me become really adaptable like you're talking about bendy like when it comes to entrepreneurship listening right. and being able to like it's really important to be adaptable and i feel like traveling and, and putting yourself into like difficult challenging you know situations sometimes really help you become more of an adaptable person so that's where it's really helped me for sure that's great well i think that's the best lessons we can ever it's so much better than even a school just going and traveling and seeing how people live and how people feel and it gives you a definite compassion for people and mercy. Absolutely. Yeah. So to, to, to end this off, cause I know you got to go and respect your time. I always like to ask this if I remember, I don't always do it. What is one 
piece of advice to leave people with today that may be in one of those stuck situations where they're like, I can't do this, or they're going through their own personal challenge or adversity and they need some help. What is one piece of advice you could give them today? Well, just picture it if you're on your porch at 90 and are you willing to live with the regret of why didn't I do that? Or what if I would have done that? So you have to ask yourself, what if I would have done that? What if I would have been brave and, and tried? So don't live for the what if, live for the why not. I love it. I love it. That was perfect. Thank, thank you so you. much, Gigi. Thank you for having me. I hope to get to meet you in person. I want to get your book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll oh just, my we'll, goodness. we'll talk Is offline it, and I'll give you, I'll give you my address. That would be wonderful. And I'll or follow else. you on Instagram today. Oh, perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks everybody. Make sure if you aren't subscribed to this podcast that you go do so, whether you listen to this on Spotify, Apple, CastBox, or if you want to watch this on YouTube, we all are available there as well. And if you can, please leave us a review. Review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. It's greatly appreciated. Five stars written review on Apple, or you can just hit the five stars on Spotify. Everything helps and it helps grow the show. So if you got value from this and you want to give back, you love good karma, give back by rating the show. All right. Go check out Gigi. Follow her on Instagram, social media. Super inspirational conversation and lots there. So if you need to go back and re-listen to it, make sure to do so because she's done it. She's done. She's had the ups. She's had the downs. And that's the reality. That's what we're all going to go through. And it's all going to make that success taste that much sweeter when, you know, we've overcome these challenges, the fear and, you know, the loss of financial success and, you know, regaining it. So hope that got, hope that gave you guys a little bit of hope and really started to reinstall that faith and that belief that anything you do, anything that you want to do, if you are able to take consistent action and just not get too high, not get too low emotionally, and you're able to just do the things you know you need to do every day and you're willing to do that consistently for a while, you'll be successful. And if it's not success in the actual thing that you want at first, it'll bring you somewhere or help you meet somebody or a different opportunity and you'll wonder, wow, that wasn't what I expected. But that's how life works. And I'm noticing that in my own life too. It's certain things that didn't work out that have led me to certain other things now. And I'm like, wow, what a blessing. So you guys can do it. I love you all. I appreciate you. And we will catch you next time.